Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of An Author's Kiss right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Natalie McQueen. Yes, it's a sensational name, isn't it? And she does sensational things. She says, don't leave a mess, leave a legacy. That's her motto. And what does she mean by that? She's a legacy designer after a near-death experience that made her completely reevaluate her legacy she was leaving in the world. Her mission now is to help people craft and preserve the legacy that they want to live and preserve for the future generations to enjoy. The problem today is that two-thirds of people will go to the grave with their wisdom and life experiences undocumented, unsaved. That means it hasn't been passed down. Kind of a waste, isn't it, folks? Natalie will share three effective ways to analyze if you are living your best legacy life and what actions to take to start creating your desired legacy and easy ways to start preserving your legacy and why it's important to do so. She's an international publisher and legacy expert who has successfully bought over 500 offers, three, five, no, 500 offers to bestseller. She's a seven time bestseller author, including Gifts of Legacy and the Ultimate Blue to generations to enjoy. And Natalie's mission is to guide people to share the wisdom of their life stories and heartfelt messages in legacy and business books, letters, videos, anthologies, and memoirs. And through Natalie's legacy system, it's easier than ever to get your legacy pieces together, including essential legal documents, protect family, words of wisdom, traditions, stories stored safely, made into beautiful keepsakes that will last a lifetime, many, many lives lifetimes. Welcome to the show, my love. I've been looking forward to this one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Me too. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm excited to speak with your audience. This is a very important topic, but it can be so much fun. And it's the thing is, it's that's not something that people think of. You know, it's like you're busy living life day to day. And people, you know, only when they take the time to pause and stop and look back and go, gosh, I really did something. Oh, I really overcame things. I really had an extraordinary journey. And very often that can be too late or the, you know, it's just documented as you go, right? Take those notes as you go. But the important thing isn't just the story of your life. As you said, what important information like documents or anything else that you leave to, uh, need to leave behind because how many people are left in the lurch and Absolutely. and it's like okay what do i do now and i didn't know this why didn't they ever tell me right and all of that can be whether it's a book or whether it's a story from whatever it is gather everything and yes. leave that legacy Absolutely. it will be so appreciated by people in so many ways yeah, it, it can, like I said, be fun. But what I found was many of us are on the hamster wheel of life. Mm -hmm. We get up in the morning, we go to work, we get stuck in traffic, we pick up dinner, we eat dinner, we turn on Netflix, call it a day and do it again tomorrow. 
And we think, especially, you know, what exactly what I thought, my grandmother is still living and she just turned 104. Wow. <laughs> I wow. have longevity oh God, in my family, right? Yes. Oh, wow. But, she has seen in her life, right? Yeah. <laughs> but did that stop my near-death experience on vacation from happening? Mm. You know, that's what was like, are you kidding me right now? Like this almost happened and I was so unprepared. Yes. And that's how my company Gifts of Legacy came about because I never wanted someone else to feel as unprepared and just that sick feeling in your stomach. Like, what if that, what if I hadn't lived? Yeah. Oh, I was, I was not ready to go. And I thought I had many, many years to get my stuff together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that, 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 that we is. all do. We all do. Right. And, 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 there are some cultures that, you know, believe that in writing a will, you're bringing on death, uh, which wow. my in-laws, my ex-in-laws were like that. They would not write a will because they thought that was willing death on. And instead of like, they were, you know, we put it out, you insure your car, you insure this, you insure that, you know, mm -hmm. um, no. And then when it came to them passing, they found things in the back of drawers and here and there and, and just a total mess. Nothing yeah. documented. What's this diamond ring worth? It's five parents, you know? Right, right. And that's the thing. You don't know, is it real? Is it not yes. real? I have this funny story and this is like so exaggerated, but it's of my mom. And when we were, you know, probably first married, our kids were young. If they went away on an extended vacation, I would get the call and the call would be, okay, so if anything happens to us, and this is kind of how it would go, the key to the safe is in the sock that's in the purse that's in the back of the closet that's buried under the shoebox. That's the third shoebox to the left. And it was just like, I'm like, mom, I'm going to have to go on a treasure hunt mm -hmm. to find the important stuff. But at least she was telling me where the important stuff yeah. was. And that she so, put it together. Again, that was exaggerated, yeah. but yeah. it was just, it was always fun to hear like that she would always planned if something happened, which is great, but just have it in a permanent safe spot updated because that's one of the things um, that really hit me hard was we hadn't updated our will for probably over 10 years mm -hmm. because again, I have longevity yes. in my family. I didn't think I was going anywhere. Right. The other thing that really hit me hard was, you know, as moms, we have precious pictures of our family and the little writings and the pictures of the kids artwork and all those, those keepsakes, those were on my computer organized in files but did anyone know how to get there <laughs> did anyone know where those files were yeah it would have been gone yes. and um apple is very serious about and so i'm sure microsoft is very serious about their security so you can't just call and say hey my mom died yeah. and i need to get in her computer that's not their problem right you know that's what's really sad the other thing is how many people pay for storage up in the cloud thinking mm. everything 
safe, you know? And then nobody knows that it was an automatic payment coming out of some credit card that they didn't know about or, or a debit card. And then that person passes and Apple's not going to go, oh, they missed three payments. Something must have happened. I'm going to call them. It probably just was an email that went into a pile of emails and all those family treasures are gone. Yeah. Mm. It really is food for thought, you know, it kind of reminds me just totally off topic, but there was a guy that became a billionaire with Bitcoin, but he'd forgotten his password. That is more common than people would like to share. Absolutely. And, you know, we are governed, whether we like it or not, we're governed by passwords nowadays. We really are. And with Bitcoin, I think, I believe it's 24 passwords. It's not one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who who remembers things like that? Come on. Well, you're supposed to save it in your key. Yes, (laughs) you save it somewhere, then you've got to remember where you put that. And then, you know, you've got people with, you know, all time is a dementia or just brain fog. You know, (laughs) where the hell is it? And I mean, that is another point, isn't it? is that you know dementia is on its rise and then somebody could suddenly you know they they're getting dementia and they don't remember where anything is right and so you know the point of everything is is that whatever your age is document things as you go yes and, and always make sure that somebody has the key to it right <laughs> if you change the password just take that two seconds go to where you keep it and that's some of the products that are upcoming soon is I will have a place that you can put the updated password and, and the insurance agent's number and the contact person and, you know, all the important things. And we think, Oh, I'm not going to take time to do that. But you know what, if you don't, you're stressing your family out. Do they know your final wishes? Do they know that, oh, you want this and you wanted to be buried in this dress and you wanted this kind of music or you didn't want to be cremated? Mm. You're just stressing your family out if you don't take the the time to think about, first of all, what you want Mm. and how you want it to go. And then think of it as a gift. Yeah. that you're giving to your family so they don't have to quarrel. No, mom would like this or this or, you know, and um, that's why I, I, when I was thinking of a name, I wanted legacy to be a part of it because so many people think of legacy as the financial, the money, yes. the, and I want to change or, or that. Or being a bit political or historical type thing. Yeah. Right. I want legacy. (laughs) Exactly. I want legacy to mean, you know, your wisdom, your stories, your heartfelt messages, your traditions that you built within your family or carried down, or those recipes, you know, the simple things Mm. that you, you, and then you've shared with your family. You know, many of us um, have grandmothers that the recipes were up here yes. and it was like an eggshell of this or a yeah. smidgen of, of that. Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. So, so I've had to say, Hey, can we measure that? Yeah. <laughs> because nobody's going to get it right. Mm-hmm. Cause it, you're not that person just knowing the exact 
quantity. So actually, on that it. on that topic, though, they're just uh, again a side one, but it was really kind of cool. Um, there was a clairvoyant that uh, through her clairvoyancy, uh, people who had passed over would give her recipes, <gasps> and then she would make them. And she said some of the things that were downloaded to her, the ingredients were totally bizarre, and she thought, "I have to have had this wrong." <laughs> and then afterwards, my God, this is delicious! That's and it's because somebody awesome. that passed on said, "Pass the recipe on." <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so yeah. not everybody is going to pick up your message once you've passed over. So I mean, get the <laughs> recipe down first. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I like is one of my favorite things to do is when even girlfriends or couples or family get together, everybody bring their favorite dish. Yes, potlucks. I love them. Absolutely. Yeah, you get a little dabble of like all the recipes. And so why why not put together a beautiful legacy book or a girl's friendship book or something that has those that you can just you know and so that's where um I do publishing that can blow you out to international to be seen all over or I do it just for your families for your group of friends and it's obviously (laughs) a much lower level cost Mm -hmm. and I really uh try to keep the cost down because I want families to yeah. embrace that and do yeah. it and have it to pass down. We did a book thing uh, where everybody shared a recipe in the book for a fundraiser for the school. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And all those wonderful, God, there was a peanut butter oat chocolate chip cookie that was <laughs> to die for. And I used that recipe for years. I don't know where the book is now, but I mean, that type of thing, you know, using oh. it as a fundraiser, putting it together. But as you said, potluck, bring your potluck, but bring the recipe along with it. Right. Right. Uh, uh, along with it, maybe a recipe for life, a little bit of wisdom shared along with it. And, you know, that adding that wisdom along to the recipe, you know, it's right. just, there's so many creative things you can do. Imagine, right. you know, as a wedding present, you know, kind of sharing recipes, sharing wisdom. Uh, yes. When you reach this obstacle or that obstacle, somebody that's been there before sharing some wisdom and giving them a book on that. What a wonderful present of yeah. contribution from everyone that loves you. Exactly. I have that for both weddings and for baby showers. Fabulous. The people that can't attend yes. that could make a, a video and we put it in the book. So you hear Aunt Martha from Germany oh. that come. Yes. How precious. How precious. I mean, this is the thing we kind of we look at books and and nowadays, of course, especially with podcast scenes, a business book. It's a, it's a health coach book. Hey, and I've got those coming, folks, next year. But it, it is about <laughs> Um, the power of what the book can hold, you know, you know, I've got the Forgotten Children series where everybody is contributing a chapter on our children and what we need to do to change that. And that's the beautiful power when people come together and share in one book. I agree. But, but what you're talking about is is more personal, where, you know, we can, I'm writing my own book at the present moment. And right. funny enough, it's, it's actually been my son-in-law, who is an engineer. He's a graph was a graphic designer back in the day, but he's an engineer who's been editing it, who designed my book cover, and who's been giving me all sorts of tips. And my brother is a professional author um, and literary master's degree professor, so he's been helping too. But I was really surprised. And the end of the comment was, "Is we want a legacy for our children? 
of their right. grandmother's life, right? Of the life you had and, and in turn the life you had with your parents and grandparents. Because it's something, doesn't every kid somewhere along the game, you know, you know, where do we come from? What what was your mom like? What's your dad like? This, that, etc. Right. And it's like that story that they can't tell. Right. They, they can pass on their interpretation or their interaction, but they can't pass on the person's story. That person has to pass on that story. Yeah. And it's the simple things too. If, um, you know, say your grandchild loves chocolate ice cream. Yes. <laughs> and you find that that was grandpa's favorite yeah, ice cream exactly. Well. You know, yes. it, it can just be fun. Um, the, the thing that I get people to think about is if you were taken out of this world tomorrow, or say we even gave you a week, who would you want to give a final message to? Yeah. Who would you want to pick up the phone and hear their voice? And then what if you could do a video just like this, just get on Zoom, record yourself and leave them a video of, you know, just, I'm so proud of you. Or I remember a story when you were three years old mm. and it always makes me laugh or hold up some precious like photos yeah. of different times of their life and just talk about it. They will cherish that video, yes. but you must have it in a place where someone knows about it. Exactly. And yeah, that, that brings me back to 9-11. There was a, a movie produced after that where people saying, I was out watering the garden when that final message came through yeah. and I didn't pick up the phone. And this, it's funny how little things, you know, that kind of stayed with me. Uh, and okay, if she picked up the phone, she would have actually spoken wonderful. But that message there is there forever, yeah. right? And it's yeah. like... Uh, how many times have we had kind of a hairy moment like you know and what do you want you know I did I tell them I love them did I tell them right. this did I tell them that what was our last conversation <laughs> right was I mad at them you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. and nobody wants you know how many times you see this in the movies our last conversation was an argument you know and yeah. and uh, you want something that you know um a will is dry, cut and dry, and is read by somebody who's very dry and dull. I right. think, you know, everybody leaving that video, that's something that lightens it up and that gives them a story that, you know, share something, I think is just so much more. But it's nice if they've got something that's little bits here and there, if it's not all in one or it's not all at once, that, right. you know, there's more to look at later, you know, and I think people just don't understand how impactful you know my dad died when I was 11 so okay. I got memories of him as 11 year old you know yeah. and and before I've got photographs of him I've got everybody else's interpretation of him and yeah. I kind of feel had he lived you know I was more my daughter my father's daughter my my brother was more my mother's son he's a, a you know a writer she was a writer an actress so he was more in that line of work and and for me I would have been kind of more the daredevil with my dad and, <laughs> so, and it's like you know it's there's so many things that he's done that I have found myself in that position and he was a fighter pilot no I don't mean that but just being kind of in the moment and having to deal with the situation in the moment and knowing what to do which was my dad in that moment during the war and it's like I wish I'd had a chance to talk to him and yeah. it'd just be so nice to sometimes be able to put on a video and have them talk to you and you can talk mm -hmm. back you know and it's that's that comfort and I think 
people underestimate you know uh, oh no no you've got to close the door you know grieve hurry up and move your on your hair has I, to be perfect yeah, yeah. yeah yeah the thing is it's it's about part of the grieving process is being able to speak to them is being able to hear them but that doesn't mean then you shut it down and never speak to them again it's going back and being able to visit it without the pain and receiving right. the comfort you're 100 percent right so i saw this video this was very funny it was a whole it was a funeral setting outdoors and so they have the <laughs> hole in the ground and the caskets down in there and everyone's standing around and it looked like it was going to be a very serious video well the gentleman obviously knew he was going to pass made a recording that he wanted played from within the <laughs> coffin <laughs> And he had an Irish accent, so it made it that much funnier. And it was, you heard, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I'm in the box. <laughs> and he's just... Everybody freaking cool. out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest video, but I'm like, he knew his end was near. Yes. He knew it was going to be hard for his loved ones. And he took the time to make this video to just enlighten that moment yeah. and give them a laugh and remember him With as a funny yeah. guy yeah. that he was. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying make a, <laughs> right. a video for your coffin. No, you I love it. No, I mean, I, I've already said no coffins. And, you know, I, I did originally yeah. say to my children, I want you to take my ashes to the top of the motor, uh, mountain over the ocean and throw my ashes out. And then a Monty Python image uh, to Monty <laughs> Python is too, you know, I'm, I'm aging myself. But, you know, the whole skit comes back, the wind comes up in their face. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've got the ashes are going to go into a container that's going to be buried with a tree and I want okay. a bench put around oh, the tree okay. and they can come and talk to me so it's a bit mellowed a little bit now but you know it's <laughs> uh, and they already know that and you know I've heard, but I do you know going back to what you were saying before if there could be one number or one email mm -hmm. everybody has it should anything happen to me Mm -hmm. All of the information, how to get into my computer, how to get into my bank, how to get into this, how to get into that, is in this one place. And yeah. that's all you need. And that, I think, would just give so many you know, family members the relief. Okay. Exactly. You know, maybe you've got one person that's going to be in charge of banking or this or that. But, um, you know, it's, that means it's only one place they need to go. And that person yeah. or that organization has got it nice and safe and sound. They get the updates regularly if anything has changed and updated. And peace of mind on the side, knowing that it's accessible and peace of mind on the other side, knowing it's accessible. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's one of my products coming out. I'm hoping in the next couple months. And it's just a workbook because there's a lot of things that you think you would remember. But then when you really think about the little yes. things, you know, just what cards every month are on automation. Yeah. Do we even know? Right. I mean, we've got so many things on automation that, you know, yeah. we don't even pay attention to it anymore. I know. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So just taking care of the, the important things. But then also looking at your daily life of this, this hit me hard. Um, and I'm not saying I still don't do some of those things. We're creatures of habit. Yes. 
But taking time every day and living in gratitude, right? Oh, yeah. Taking time to think like, okay, maybe maybe I want a bigger house or a nicer car or whatever. It's good to have goals. It's good to work towards those. But can you be grateful for now and sit in those feelings? Yes. Uh, Little things sit in the feelings of, I'm in Arizona, (laughs) so uh, running air conditioning Mm -hmm. and uh, a roof over our heads when it's 120 degrees, you know, there's many people that don't have that. So I feel like taking the time every day to love on yourself is Mm -hmm. one thing that I completely just stopped doing. I just dove in to my work and just didn't take that time. I relate that time with, um, you know, friendships, just going out for a coffee or getting on a zoom and having coffee together Mm. and just catching up. Um, I think with COVID, Mm. it really, a lot of people, um, see that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. So live today. The gift of the present is in the now, in the now, you know, but a lot of people get misconstrued what the now is. Yes, it's being present with self, but when you are present with self, your reflection of what has been and what can be is actually in your presence. Right. Yeah. But unless you are actually still with yourself, present with now, you're not observing that. Because you're too busy being, too busy. doing, but not being, right? Yeah. That's that hamster wheel of life. <laughs> yeah. No, you're just running. Just go, yes. go, go, go. Yeah. And, and yeah. then suddenly, cut, wait, 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 five years just went by. Five years just went by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did I do yeah. with them? And, and that's <laughs> well, where, you know, the cosmic two by four of the universe gives us COVID and says, we need to pause you all. Right. It's time for reflection. Yeah. Reflection, revision, and redire- redirection, right? And, and really looking at what is really important in life. Yep. And many of us <laughs> fill our calendars with things that eh, I'll just go do it because I said I would do it, or yeah. I'm just part of that club or whatever. It's okay. I'm obligated. We have a limited <laughs> amount of time yes. in our life. So if you have stuff on your calendar that doesn't bring you joy, that doesn't bring you passion, and you're really enjoying those people, get rid of them. Exactly. Get rid of those activities. Get rid of, put in things, and I call it your legacy list. It's yeah. like your bucket list, but much bigger. It's everything you want to accomplish everything that you want to um, do in your life. It could be jump out of a plane. It could be, you know, skydive with uh, all your girlfriends or, you know, whatever you want to do, put it down, put all your things that you want to, I want to write a book. I want to go to um, tour Europe with my husband. I want to, um, go to the spa regularly with my daughters, you know, just those little things. But if you don't take time to think about them and write them down, they're never going to happen, first of all. Mm -hmm. And then you have to take it a step further to go, okay, if I'm going to put this in my calendar, what needs to go? Exactly. 
Exactly. And also, yeah. where do I need to put my energy? I mean, we're all energetic creatures. Yes. And, you know, what we feed is what's going to grow. And if we're feeding the wrong thing, it's growing and becomes a heavy burden and a heavy weight. So if mm -hmm. we put down, what really do I want? My heart's desire. And I'm one of these people that I work flat out for so many weeks. And then mm -hmm. I'll go take some time off. I'm a bulk person. I'd rather take a few okay. days off than, than as it goes. So I have two little baby grandsons now. So every two weeks I go down and have a few days Aww. with them. Yeah. And so, you know, one week you might get eight shows for me, another week only four, right? Yeah. And and recently I took a whole 10 days off to be with my other family. <laughs> and at the Good. end of this month, I'm going to England. And I thought I was booking for two and a half weeks and ended up I was booking for three. So right. <laughs> three and a half weeks. And I'm like, what did I just do there? But I haven't seen this family since before COVID. They've both had near-death experiences. They're both older than me. And it's time. And we have cousins that are even older and they're all our birthdays are there and they're all up in their 80s now. So it is time to make the time. Right. Right. And like, okay, you know, the universe gave me an extra week because I misread the date. And obviously yeah. that extra week is important. And instead of going, but I should be back doing work. I've got 3,000 shows for you folks. I'm taking the extra week. Right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and that's, I think that's what's important. What's important to you, right? right? Mm. that's a healthy mindset because mm. we are we can all put that guilt on ourselves you know we shouldn't do this we oh people are going to be upset that I'm taking you know an extra week yeah it's oh, the first well, thing that comes up isn't it life. I know but it's the first <laughs> thing that comes up and why because society has said but you've got to be young you've got to be on you've got to go 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 Right. No, I'm out of breath. I'm sorry. I'm pausing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go, go, go. I am going to stop and smell the roses. I'm going right. to enjoy the fruits of my labor. Yes. Right? And exactly. it's only when you just take that breath and pause and go, why am I chasing? Why am I running when I can accomplish just as much through walking? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I believe that because I've done it, does mm -hmm. that I don't get into that trap of working too much. Thank God my husband's my pull me back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, He's kind of my anchor. But in the same token, I am passionate for what yes. I do. So sometimes it is hard for me to shut down. Mm -hmm. um, but after my near-death experience, it really uh, opened my eyes to, you know what? You can work all you want. And they're not going to say, wow, she was such a hard worker that never stopped. And we really appreciated that part of her. They're going to say she was a hard worker, but she always made time for us. Yes. She always picked up the phone. We loved playing games with her. You should hear her sing karaoke. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> you know? She loved life and lived life to the fullest, uh, right? That's exactly. what we want people to say. And I think, yeah. you know, that is actually something um, um, I've often reflected on. You know, they, yeah. they all song, will you still love me? Will you still want me when I'm 64? Well, I'm well past 64, 69 is raving <laughs> at me in about a month away. And it's, it's will we still love ourselves? You know, will we still love ourselves then? Will we, do we still feel we have something to contribute? Are we, are we honoring our own lives and living yes. in it? It isn't, you know, writing a will because you're about to die. It's, it's documenting your life so that it's easier for people to organize when you do die, right? right. Uh, and do the right thing. And yes. Uh, but at the same time, instead of it 
here's the will and and, and gather around did, did she do that did, oh look look at this she's oh my god i didn't know she did that you know <laughs> and that's the important thing i think is that to get out and live life every day i mean you know when you find the passion job it's not a job right, right. it's not a duty it's a passion it's a commitment right it is it is your purpose and the fact that we make a living out of it is just something that as a human we need to sustain ourselves right and right. in order to keep the wheels going but it is something that you get up every morning that you want to do because it means so much to you and right. some people may find that early in life kudos to them if they do and a lot of our young young generation are finding it early thank god and that's what my right. book is all about nurture the gift early don't uh, deplete it from them but so many people find it later in life and it's uh when you say but you know that she was at corporate for 30 years and then suddenly she gave it all up and went yeah. to go live on a farm and growing pumpkins you yeah. know and she threw her life away no she didn't no, no she didn't now she went living lived her life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well there's there's many stories of that and I have some friends love them to death but they when they talk about their work there may be a little highlight here and there, but usually it's the restrictions. It's yes. the what they don't like. Right. And the boring. <laughs> you yeah. And then the people that watch the news all the time. Oh, it, God. Yes. You know, it's it's really hard because I don't believe in being um, you know, out of it that you don't know what's going on in the world. I agree. But at the same token, what you said earlier, Smidgen. what you focus on yeah. is what you attract more of. Yes. So when I hear someone saying, oh, my gosh, the world's falling apart, it's horrible, like this and that, I look at them and I say, I am so blessed yeah. because I get on and when I work and I'm face to face with people all over the world, mm -hmm. I meet the most amazing yes. people doing incredible things. And I'm like, yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm in my happy bubble. That's what I call right. it. Exactly. I'm in my happy bubble. And I'm so happy to stay here because that's what I attract more of. And people like you that are making a difference in small ways, big ways, gathering each other together yep. and lifting each other up. That's what it's about. That's what it is about. And, you know, I, I, I do the analogy of the instrument in the orchestra that we're all in discovery of whatever our instrument is. We learn how right. to play it. And yes, we can play it as a soloist. But we understand that when we bring it to an orchestra and we each play in our strength and harmoniously okay. together, we transcend and create a symphony that resonates out. That right? is, I love and the, that. The thing about the orchestra, the triangle may not play in every piece, but it's just as important in the piece that it does play as the soloist. Right. It's just that one person's got more burden on them than the other. And that it, the whole point. And this was actually something I, I draw the analogy of it all the time that the see uh, the janitor, when you walk into a big, huge CEO building, a big building um, is actually the most important person, because if he has I... not made that place clean and tidy and smooth and inviting, by the time you get to the ivory tower CEO uh, thing, your, your your impression has changed of the company completely. So that CEO has set the stage and which right. for the CEO to perform. And I think it's, you know, a lot of people, I'll only be important if I reach this. No, every single person has an important role 
All you have to do is find out what your role is. What is your gift? And be in that gift. And when you are, you're living in your purpose. You're living in your truth. You're living in something you love to do. And you can be stand tall and proud and doing it no matter what it is. It, um, unless you're an assassin, folks. That's a totally different <laughs> Or maybe a politician. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and don't be afraid to step out and change. Yeah. Yes. Because I think yes. we're like, oh, I went to school as this. So I have <sighs> to on that yeah. line and, and make everyone happy. Linear. No, there is no linear. I, no. Nothing about it is as linear. Yep. I worked at Morgan Stanley Smith Barney in finance. And then when I got a chance to help out a publisher at first, I felt a little bit like a fraud. I'm like, I've never published a book <laughs> and I certainly don't want to publish my own. Like I was always the math and science brain. Right. I, writing was like, ugh. and the more I saw First of all, learned how to publish, mm-hmm. learned. I, w- I went deep into marketing because I saw all these people that had these amazing messages mm-hmm. and they could write it in a book and publish it. And then nobody knew they were alive. Exactly. You know, exactly. 20 friends and family and then yeah. you're done. Yeah. 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 So that was really important for me to help get that message out and be seen by more and, and do it in a way that is affordable for the most, you know, most people don't have 30 or 40,000 no, or 50,000. No. Some of these big publishers yeah, no. charge you. Oh, I know. And it's like, you know, what, well, 15,000, it's cheap. Yeah. Well, for the person who is making 250,000 a year. Yes, maybe. But right. you know, you're not talking yeah. about the every Joe there. Uh, you know, the interesting thing is that you were in finance, but all you did is retook the calculation in your finance in how to apply those quote quote numbers into the marketing people don't realize they have transferable skills and it doesn't matter if you were this and you're now doing that and you look at it but it's opposite it isn't if you have those skills and you were good at it you bring those skills and just reconglobulate them into something that's going to work for that. So, you know, it doesn't matter if we've had a dozen jobs in our life, every single one of those jobs along the line has been a learning skill that we put in our backpack to travel with us in life. Yeah. And I look at, you know, from the day one of stepping into that publishing company to now, I feel like I have five degrees in publishing and marketing, you know, Mm -hmm. you learn and I've been Mm -hmm. in publishing mastermind groups And I learn from them and it's just, it's been uh, an incredible ride. And I say to people, if you're not a hundred percent happy in your career, reflect, see what would bring you passion and then make those changes. I'm not saying drop your job tomorrow. You may have yep. to do a little training and a right. little on the side, but redirect, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but don't yeah. stay in something for the rest of your life, especially uh, I hear people, but I'm 50. Yeah. My grandmother's 104. Exactly. I started this platform at 57. I'm okay. turning 69. Yeah. When I, when I was first asked to be on somebody's podcast network, I said, what's a podcast? I had no <laughs> idea. And I was 13 months live on the platform and I pressed all the wrong buttons. And yeah. and it was such a learning. I called it the soap opera training because anything right. live could go wrong, right? <laughs> people would drop out. The internet would drop out. People not turn up, you know, all sorts of things. And I had to throw myself in there and kind of deal with it on 
you know, on the spot. And, and then they I, probably didn't have the technology that helps you like they do now. No, no, they, this is 11 and a half years ago. Um, and then, then I started my own network and I didn't know what I was doing. And I look back to some of my original postings because everybody gets a, sh a show post with everything in it. It wasn't very well done. So, you know, um, every now and again, they pop up and I redo them. All right. And they were only on SoundCloud. And now I've been taking them slowly over to all the other platforms as well. So there's only 1,650 now on the other platforms and there's still 3,500 <laughs> on the other. But it takes time, folks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're still all there on SoundCloud. But it was a learning curve. And that's the thing is when you stop looking, I've got to go straight and narrow. No, you don't. No, you no don't. it is wiggly and wide, yeah. folks. Wiggly and wide, because if you go across <laughs> the street that. there, you pick up this piece of knowledge, and you go across the street, you pick up that piece of knowledge, and you wiggly and wide all the way down. I have learned so much about myself, right? Right about humanity. My sister is one of those people who's a news junkie. She watches okay. every news channel, reads every paper, and then tells you how the world is going to hell. Oh, yeah. right. And then it's like. I'm I'm going to be risen for a few days. I'm going to I'm going to need to listen to some of my own podcasts just to recoup, right? Uh, because at the end of it, I find she exhausts me because that's her mindset. Oh. So we have to keep our channel. She doesn't get what I do. She thinks I'm a right. do-gooder communist. She has no idea what I do, <laughs> right? So right. yeah, it doesn't get it at all. Although she keeps sending me information on how to do it. One of those. Um, we have a channel that we can be on, you know, closed children, food, even though she's a meatarian and I'm a vegetarian. So okay. you know, we know, we'll find a channel to be on and we'll sure. stay in that channel. But yep. she, uh, if the whole point is do it for you. Other yes. people may not get what you're doing, but when yep. they see what you are becoming, and I don't mean famous or followers, but happy, yes. happy. And they yeah. can feel the love of what you're doing from you, that exuberance of what you're doing. They may not get what you're doing, but they sure want to be around you because you love what you're doing and they love that love. Right. <laughs> I agree. That's that's such good because we can't always get rid of all the people that no. have the negative aspects. You just got to choose your channel. Some of them we're related to. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but you don't have to exactly what you said you don't have to go to their radio station that they're listening to right you exactly. can tune in and keep yourself what i i love that energy chart where it shows mm. you know if you're in a state of love and gratitude if mm. you can just look around and go oh i love that picture because my daughter made it for me and oh that book brought me so much happiness yes. because i learned this or that if you can just stay in those vibrations, mm -hmm. you're elevating way up here. Yes. And when then when you come that's elevating right here, doom and gloom and you know, yeah. this and that, there's there's a lot of <laughs> difference in your vibration, but there may be some topics or something that yes. you do agree on. So right. bring those up. Give Th them the thing. accolades of that yeah. find the channel in which you can communicate on all right uh, and stay in that channel i'm exactly. not going to talk politics with her i've done a lot of political <laughs> exposés i'm not going down there um i you know and but where is the channel that we can group on right and with my brother is different we you know we 
Uh, we have a, a different vibe. I've interviewed him many times on his books. Uh, we call him the moo cow because it's always like, no, it won't work. <laughs> you know, but, oh. when, but but his truth of who he is and his beautiful imagination and his spirit was all in his books uh, yeah. completely. And so when I'm with him, you know, I pull that out of him. And and uh, we will be in the, you know, in the the jeans and sweater walking on the beach trying to look for a panoraison or an apple pie. And <laughs> with my sister, I'll be in the more dress clothes going around meeting all the other cousins. And so, right. yes, to, and that's the thing. Learn to be flexible just because you love what you do and it means so much to you. Don't go imposing it on someone else. Yeah. If they're not ready or they're just not tuned in, be yeah. your authentic self, but learn to be flexible and when to bring your energy down a wee bit because they're never going to comprehend it and you don't want to overpower them. Yeah. Yeah. And there may not be the support in what yeah. you do, you know? Yes. And, and that's okay because yes, yes, you, they have their own beliefs and opinions and that's, that's fine. And I think, I think if we could get to a point as human beings where we could have a, a conversation, you know, I'm always saying to people as people have book clubs, <laughs> Um, have podcast parties listen to a podcast take notes and come back and share what you all got from it the yeah. different perspectives that you get of either a book or a I podcast know. and you start sharing oh I hadn't seen it from that point of view oh that's what you've yeah. got from it really it affected you in that way expansion 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 and that's yeah. what a beautiful book does right it expands the heart it expands the mind it expands the inquiry and that's what we want people to do because they've become too narrow and pinpointing and we need to open that up to more expansion. Yeah, that's why I absolutely love compilation books or yes. you're bringing so many different perspectives on one topic or one passion. Yes. And you see different it. points of view. Here. <laughs> exactly. It's so great. You stretching. Yes. I wanted to tell this story. So this is the front of the book. And this, let's see if I can get it close enough. No, unfortunately not. Not because it is disappearing. Keep it in front of your chest. Yeah. <laughs> this little book, you can see how teeny yes. tiny it is. It's the smallest book I've ever published. This is my 104-year-old grandmother. And so this is what her, those, those stories and words of wisdom can mean. Yeah. Um, when she was 103 and a half, and you have to go back to counting the, the <laughs> said to me, your book really inspired me and I want to write my own. So I said, okay, grandma, I'll publish it for you, but we need to get started. Mm -hmm. So I have some blank journals like this. And so I sent her, they're just blank pages, sent her a couple of these. And I said, gift some of them. And then, you know, write in some of them. So a couple of weeks later, I gave her a call and I said, did you get the journals? And she said, oh, yes. And I've already written 96 pages mm -hmm. and that's what I want to publish. So I said, OK, so I'm in Arizona. She's in Canada. And I thought, how are we going to make this happen? So I call my parents that are five hours away and I said, can you get in the car, drive five hours, go see grandma and take pictures of those 96 pages that she has written and we'll make it into a manuscript. And so they did. And my mom went above and beyond and she typed out 
a bunch of the pages and we got it into a starting manuscript. And then we said to my grandma, what kind of pictures do you want in it? And so she gave us that. So some of the pictures are pictures of pictures that she has in her room. <laughs> yeah. So maybe not the best quality, but this book is purely for our family. Right. And it's her legacy. When we went through it's her it, gift. It's her gift to you. Yes. It is. Yes. Yep. When and so she grew up. Uh, or she raised her family in Newfoundland and uh, Newfoundland kind of has their own dialect and yes. talking and stuff. And I believe my grandma um, went to only grade eight education because she helped her father on the fishing boat. So school wasn't a big thing for girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandma is one of the smartest people I know and her skills and how she um, will back up a story. When she turned a hundred, we had a big celebration and the queen, she's in Canada. So the yeah. queen signed a hundred year certificate and stuff. Um, and we went and we did a beautiful legacy book that all the kids, she had eight children had written um, a chapter in, and then the grandchildren wrote you know, a couple uh-huh. pages and it, and then we got friends and family to do birthday well wishes. And then at the very back of the book, um, I recorded a zoom with my grandmother and she told some stories. So I put a QR code at the very back of the book. So we have her words forever. Uh-huh. So it was a beautiful book and we yes. a bunch at her party. And um, <laughs> when she was, looking through the book and stuff she she was just touched by how all the children Mm. her children (laughs) um you know put together this beautiful uh memories of what it was like growing up with her and how she impacted their lives and just and they were brief little chapters Mm -hmm. but it was so meaningful for her and then when I published my book and sent it to her she said, that's so inspiring. I want to write my own book. So we put together this book as quickly as we could. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad wrote the uh, the forward to it. And she got it uh, three or four days ago. My parents, I shipped it to my parents to make sure. And they drove it five hours back. And they have a video of my grandma opening the Uh box and pulling out. And we have some pictures of her. I'm going to actually do a post, but she's so proud of her little book. Yeah. And when my aunt Betty posted, I mean, my grandma is like a legend. First Mm -hmm. of all, Um, when we were doing the hundred year book, my cousins, we were all talking and we all thought that we were her favorite grandchild. <laughs> yes. That That's a real grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and she all made us feel so special. Yeah. And so when my grandma posted, uh, or sorry, when my um, aunt posted about my grandma's book, there was probably 40 comments. Oh my gosh, I want to get a copy. And I thought, okay, I didn't know we were opening this up to everybody. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, but 
it, it's priced at the lowest price. Right. Like no one's making any money on it. And it's just, it's just a little history. I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful inspiration for a family to be inspired by and inspire, you know, inspiration begets invitation. When somebody sees something else done, it's like, oh God, this is so meaningful. Look how we all feel. Why right. don't we do that? Yeah. Right. And, and you know, we, so we, much easier than people really realize. Yeah, yeah it is. And, and <clears throat> the thing is, it's written in their word and their will, not somebody else's interpretation of what the world is. Right. Where, you know, you get the memoir after they've gone. Well, that's somebody else's interpretation. Is it the truth? Right. It's yeah. their truth. Is it the actual truth of the person? And so, right. you know, having it come from a person themselves. I love the whole idea of everybody putting in a chapter as gratitude for, a, a, you know, you don't have to wait until there are 100 folks. You right. know, there, right. are, there, are, there, are, there are a lot of other beautiful yeah. landmarks along the way. And, and you know, as a parent, what do we really want to know? We want to know that we had a positive impact on our children in some way. Exactly. Right? Um, we want to know, you know, I always say, I've always said that people say, what do you want to happen when you die? And I said, I want to know that I've counted, that um, I was loved mm -hmm. um, for who I was. And for what and for what I did, and for you know whom I loved and contributed, not because it's it's expected of them, but because they feel feel that way. Yeah. And I think when you when you have a gratitude book, and this is a gratitude book, you know mm -hmm. the chapters of everybody writing to the mother and saying thank you, for yeah. her to read that and go, ah, I did a good job. Yeah. Right, because yeah. as a as a mother, I'm a grandmother. You know, it's that's what we want to know. You know, did, did we do a good job? We made a lot of mistakes, folks, because we were learning along the way. Sure. Right. Um, and that's parenting. A lot of it is by the seat of your pants and listening to podcasts and reading books and learning from others. Right. That's what a lot of parenting is about. Um, and we're going to make mistakes along the way. But when, when our children are doing well in life and they're happy, right. then, you know, you've got to know there's something I did right. And when that <laughs> gratitude comes back, of a yeah. thank you, um, this is what you mean to me. I think that was one of the greatest gifts you can give to a parent or a grandparent. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, to when I was reading through the book, I didn't know a lot of the stories mm. that you know all my aunts and uncles were writing, and I think that's what yeah people need to realize when these people go, the stories go with them. Yes. You don't get them documented or recorded. Right. And that's what I say to people. I love math and science. I hated writing. If I, if you ever told me you're going to be a publisher and you're helping bring people's voices out to the world, I would say you're crazy because I'll never write a book. Right. And now I'm in. Uh, yeah. Never say never. <laughs> right. I have my own book and I've got two that I'm writing right now. Like mm -hmm. you can't stop me no. because there's so many tools out there. Yes. If you're not a good writer, I'm a storyteller. I love storytelling. Press record. Yes. Tell your story and then put it into a transcript, get the transcript from it. And that can be your first manuscript work from there put your stories together you know it doesn't have to be difficult and then no. there's editors in the world people exactly 
whole team of them. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, that's the point. Mm. I was originally going to do my book by audio because I'm a better audio uh, storyteller than right. I'm a writer because I'm dyslectic and grammar and spelling is out the door. Um, <laughs> but what I did is I just shut the world off for three weeks and I just poured it out, wrote it out. And then it's been kind of re re restructured and read this and read that. And then my son-in-law came up with something. He said, there's something's missing. He said, how about I ask you questions and we'll transcript it. Okay. And uh, and then you can rewrite it and put it into the book. And what it did is that he asked me questions that I hadn't thought about to, to put in the book, but helped me so much. So what is really good is even having somebody ask you questions while you're ordering it and your reply could be the one that goes into the book, but it sparks something in right. you. Then you rather think, well, what am I going to write about? Believe me, folks, what you do is you shut the world off and you just write. Don't don't look yeah. at spelling. Don't look at grammar. Don't look at <laughs> font or anything. Just get it down. Or yeah. if, if you're going to audio it, just speak it out. The, the, the whole thing about editing is not to erase what you've said, but to take what you said in an orderly fashion that is cohesive, right? Um, but just pour it out. Don't think about, oh, what would they think of me? Or what would that person think? No, pour it out. All of that can be dealt with later. But also get people to ask you questions. Because right. in the questions come the answers that you want to thought of to, to speak about. Right. I, I think one thing that I find working with authors they are afraid to tell some of their stories for being judged. Oh, yes. What I found is if you're authentic and yes. you're sharing the past, the past is the past, the mistake yes. in the past. If you're doing it every week, okay, maybe we need to talk about that. <laughs> but if you made a past mistake and you're like, Oof, that was a time. And I learned from I it. I bet you if you were in front of a studio or an audience and said, does anyone relate to this? Yes. They're going to have hands up. <laughs> yes. Connecting with you. Yes. They're like, oh my gosh, I, yeah, I did the same thing. But that's what you want in a book, isn't relatability. Yeah. You know, yeah. you want a wonderful story. If that, uh, maybe that's something that inspires you to become, but also at the same time, relatability. Of right. like, oh, I feel that way. Or I did that. Or like, yeah. I would like to have done that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's invitation. Way. Yeah, I felt the very same way with my story. It's like, who goes away on a vacation to Cuba and almost dies? Yes. I, I really didn't want the world to know that. Mm. And then it wasn't that I wanted the world to know that part. It was when two weeks later, every day, a new thought came into my head to, to be like, they wouldn't have known that. They right. wouldn't have known that. I it wouldn't was, have it was your catalyst. That. Yes, it, yes. It yes. was the, the cosmic two by four. This is the direction you're <laughs> meant to go <laughs> in. <laughs> yes. Exactly right. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell you. The story. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, Stephen yeah. Never says, you may not enjoy the experience, but the outcome is where it's at, right? And so, yeah, you're then near death. No, it's okay. Thank you. I, I got the message. I don't need to repeat. But what it provoked, and the journey that it sent you on on that redirection of what oh. is important is now set you on an entirely different path and yeah. one that speaks to so many because other people, yeah, I'll get to it one day or I hadn't right. thought about that or as I'm dying, oh God, I forgot to give them the password. Right. <laughs> the other thing that was really hard for me 
is I was always behind the authors, pushing them yes. out to, you know, yes. oh, go be authentic. They're going to love you. They're you were gonna... the sheep dog hurting out the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so when I had to put myself out there, that yeah. was, that was new. I like being the person in behind, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. The one thing to be able to stand on stage and start talking about a time that was so traumatic, right? Yes. The first couple of times I talked about it, I started to cry and I hated that, you know, being caught in that, oh my gosh, can I pull myself together and keep going? And I was in Vegas and it was probably about 120 people. So it wasn't a huge room, but big enough. I like this smaller room, more intimate. A, yeah. Yep. Going along. And so I started talking about my story and the, the emotions came up mm -hmm. and that I was like, Oh God, Oh, please, <laughs> you know, let me keep it together. And I lost it for just a brief moment and pulled myself together. And so when I was done my talk, um, a close friend of mine, he said, Oh, you did a great job. And I said, I, I can't believe, it. I don't know where that came from. Cause I prepared this. I, you know, and he's like, it was so authentic, though. Exactly. Yeah, and I had Even many. You, yeah, you weren't. Him. You weren't grandstanding. You were sharing. Yeah, that's the difference. There are people get out there that grandstanding. You know, they're detached from what the words are saying. You right. were attached from the words that were coming out, and that yeah. made it more authentic because people could feel it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because I'll never forget those feelings of being so unprepared yeah. and not you know, just the regrets. It was like, if, if I had died, I, yeah. I could have listed, you know, a hundred regrets that I would have had. And so for me now, it's like, I may be able to talk with about it without crying. Most of the time I can, but if I do break down and it's show okay. some emotion, it's okay. Because if I can affect you, Mm. And you go home and start recording your legacy yes. and loving on your family mm -hmm. and stop, you know, get off that hamster wheel of right. life and start living a passionate life because of what I said, I'm good with it. hundred <laughs> percent. And you know, going back to your, you know, your financial side of it, you know, it's all about balancing the books and really what you're doing is change, bringing that balancing mm -hmm. of your information into the book right. <laughs> right so you're just changing what you're doing but it's all about the balance and we're living in a world that has us on a seesaw all the time that right. we're so busy just trying to keep up with the balance in our own everyday lives we we don't know about the the other balances that are required to be balanced out as well right. but you know what you're doing is balancing the people's books with the right information that's easy for peace of mind for them peace of mind for everyone else or balancing the books of of the 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 story of your life and uh, that then becomes so meaningful and impactful for you know other people that read it friends family loved ones or strangers right and that it's all about the balancing of and so that balance in life is is it isn't about being perfect i'm a libra so believe right. me there, there is no dead straight it's what we have a, the problem with in society is we have extreme highs and extreme lows <laughs> and yeah. really what the balancing is if you look at our dna it's twisted if you look at frequency it's always in a flow and in movement uh -huh. the balancing needs to be constantly in fluidity with each other up and down up and down in fluidity that's the balance we're talking about because right. it's well balanced 
It's not extreme highs and lows. And what you're bringing to people is that well balance of information, of storytelling that isn't of an extreme of any kind, but it is something that is peaceful, informational, and kind of heart heartfelt. And that right. is really ultimately what we're wanting to feel and what yeah. we're wanting to have. There is no mistake. The universe never makes a mistake. The near-death right. experience that puts you on this path, right? Everything is, there is no mistake. The, the, the big thing is half the time people get the cosmic two by four. Well, not half the time, some of the time. People still don't pay attention to right. the path that's been put in front of them. Yes. And they get a few more cosmic two by fours. They, <laughs> exactly. they do. They do. Yeah. And, you know, if you pay attention to that cosmic two by four, why did I have a near death experience? Why am I actually still alive and I didn't die? What am I here to do? Yeah. Out of my head, into my soul, heart, and spirit. Okay, universe, show me. <laughs> That's the first question. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> do this. Really? <laughs> now I look back and I'm like, that would have been one of the regrets if I had yes. never stepped out. Yes. You know, I could yes. be still just publishing books for other people and sitting back with all this knowledge and stuff. Yeah. I, I'll tell you one thing that really changed my, I guess my peace of mind that I am doing the right thing is shortly after my book launched, you know, you don't know who's buying your book, who's not. Yeah. I got a couple emails from random people that I didn't know. And one of the emails was an older gentleman. And he said, I've, I've known about legacy. I got referred to your book. I picked it up. I read it. I had to put it down twice because I was bawling. I never uh, saw legacy like that. And I have a whole different perspective yes. on legacy. And uh, he said something about reevaluating his daily, you know, what he keeps. Says. So yes. I'm like, so yes, done. Mission accomplished. Right now, done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, people will say to me, how many people listen to your podcast? And I go, all those that are ready to hear. Because those right? that are, are hearing, that are truly listening, are listening, learning, and will apply. Right. Yeah. And it's something they need to know, whether it's one thing in the podcast or the whole podcast or something. It's something that shifts them in a positive direction. Once it's out there, like your book, it's out there. It's out of our hands. Right. How people read it, where and what and when and whom reads it is out of our hands. Right. right. All we can do is send it like with our children, loving blessings. <laughs> and <laughs> right. that's it. That's it. Right. And it, and it is kind of quite daunting for some authors because I've come across authors that will not share their book. They've taken 10 years to write it and now they will not yes. you know, share it. And they say, but that's what the book is for, is to be shared. No, no, no. You know, and it's they're too afraid. It's that. But if it was a something of passion and such conviction for you right. that was what the book was for but you can't get them to see it that way so I have heard that story so many times mm -hmm. oh I've been working on my book for 10 years I'm like you know what if you came to my workshop in three hours yeah. I could have your book laid out for you or help you to lay out so then you can look and go I know what's in chapter one I know what story yeah. I want to talk about when I was 30 yeah I know I know I know the importance of having this part in it 
And then don't take 10 years. No, no, (laughs) that could be 10 years for, you know, it could have had an impact. I mean, I've taken a long time to write mine because, you know, it was time, you know, I just didn't have the time. And and then it's like, I had so many different ideas of how I was going to write it. I was going to have it from my angel's perspective and go, I voice, she's not listening, you know. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, when I, when again, I was going to do it audio and I do my own shows that way. I may have one word I'm going to address and I press record and out comes, right? And that's the way I go. But, and that's the way the book came out. And now it's been, uh, and I'm not done it. I was born and I died. It's, um, I I haven't done it that this was so painful and this, what I have done is talked about my obstacles. Mm. It's a reflection of my life's journey, but where it's brought me to now and who I am now. So nice. it's less about all the disasters, although we've addressed them. There's quite a few of them. <laughs> you know? um, it's, you know, all the life-threatening things that I've had. I mean, I mm-hmm. should be dead quite a number of times and I'm not. And I'm here. So it's like, okay, I get the message. I can't go. You know, <laughs> I'm here for a You're reason. Not done yet. No, I'm not done yet. So okay. I'll keep I'll keep going forward. Promise. Yeah. Um and it but that's the thing, is what do we learn from the journey of life? Mm-hmm. How does it make us feel better or put us on the right track or step us into our own passion? And then, you know, from that passion, how has that impact not only impacted us, but other people around us? And, you know, and that is, a, you know, I remember somebody saying, oh, I can't wait to read your book and all the juicy pain and anguish. And I said, it's not the book. You know, I, I address the issues, but I don't go down into deep, dark details. Right. Being there, done that, healed it, moved on. Right. Well, I did that with my book as well, because so my near death experience was definitely important and, and the trigger that made me shift that's one chapter. Yes, exactly. I have, I think I have 13 chapters. I think starting on chapter four, I go into a blueprint of you analyzing your own life mm-hmm. and see where, so it's not all about my life right. it's a thing. And then here's how you can look at your life and start living your best legacy. Yes. Because that's what we're meant to do. Right. And, and you know, I, right. And, I'm a blogger and I've been blogging for many, many years since 2002. And and so there were some things that had already been written and it was, it's not for me to rewrite. This actually is perfect to go here. And so Mm -hmm. all it is, is to fit it in because what I needed to be, to be said here has already Mm -hmm. been documented that, you know, my blogging was my journal. And so it fit in that. So don't reinvent the wheel. The wheel is there. All it is, it needs to be refined. But it already spoke about that time and that place. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing about kind of either keeping a journal or or blogging. Um, You know, somebody said to me, keep a daily journal. And I just couldn't do it. You know, I'm one of these people when something comes to me, out it comes. And and it will come out when it needs to come out. (laughs) Well, and you're very good with your storytelling and your that's your comfort zone. I suppose so, though I never thought so. Um, but you know, yeah. it's it's <laughs> my brother's the author, my mother's the actress, you know. But <laughs> it's um, that's the thing is too is that along the way we may have been sold short. Uh, other people telling us what we're not and what we will oh, never absolutely. go to be, right? Yeah. So you know, in your own life discovery of taking this journey of looking at your life. And I say to people, if you if you get to a crossroads, you feel I'm stagnant, I don't know which way to go, what's wrong? Just whew, take a deep breath. All you're yeah. doing is pausing. And what it wants you to do is turn around and look behind you. 
Look mm -hmm. how far you've come. Look at what you have accomplished. Look at what you've overcome. Look yeah. at all the, the struggle you have, but where you are now. All it's doing is reminding you of your resilience, your strength, right. your tenacity, your courage, and all the abilities that you've learned along the way. Now you can make that decision of which road to take at this crossroads. Yeah. Yeah, there's a part in my book I talk about just our beliefs, because sometimes we're afraid to go a different way and be, you know, judged or or your family going, why would you do that? Yeah. You know, and I have a funny story that I heard, and I often tell it that sometimes we do things, we don't even know why we just yes. do them because they were inbred in us. And we yeah. just carried it on. Yeah. It doesn't if even belong take, to us, folks. <laughs> yeah, if you take the time to analyze, do those beliefs or those things yeah. that you're doing serve you? Sometimes you will say, no, they don't. And the story goes, there was a grandmother and, uh, or a, a mother and a daughter, and they were making Thanksgiving dinner and they had the turkey, but they had the ham. And the ham, she takes the ham and she cuts both ends off the ham and puts it in the um, casserole dish. And the daughter says, mom, why do you always cut off? I've seen grandma do the same thing. Why do you cut off the ends of the ham? Yes. And the mother goes, you know what? I'm, I'm not sure. Let's call grandma and find out. So they get grandma on the phone and they say, grandma, why do we cut the ends off the ham? And the grandmother starts laughing and she goes, well, because way back then, I had a small casserole dish and the ham didn't fit. So I would slice both ends off the ham so it would fit into the dish. <laughs> and then carried on. And, 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 and that's right? ridiculous. We don't question. Right. We don't question yeah. where the source came from <laughs> and whether it's ap ap applicable to today. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is the thing about storytelling. It could be uplifting. It can be all, you know, or inviting. It could be, oh, my God, really? And I'm still doing it, you know, and it's a, this yeah. is the thing that, you know, share your stories. I mean, stories have been told since the beginning of time right. and stories will be told until the end of time. But we, the, the gift of what we have today is in the way we can tell our stories. Right. So many different ways. And we benefit from other people's stories, that relatability, um, that comfortability, that awe-inspiring invitation to, to ignite ourselves, that wonderment of taking us on a journey outside of ourselves. There's so many things that a story of somebody's life can tell you. And looking at you know, your compilation books of to, to a family member, a parent or a grandparent leaving to her children and her grandchildren, you know, uh, people just sharing their life story so somebody understands it from your perspective, your journey, not somebody else's interpretation. All of these things are such a gift to one another. And, you know, now what you're doing with, you know, putting together a platform where all that information could be housed in one area. And so it's easy for both people to find. Because right. some people forget, where did I put it? Your glasses yeah. are on your head. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and that is really important. And when uh, when you've got that up and going, we have to do a show on that. Because Absolutely. that definitely is very important for people mm -hmm. to actually understand how important it is to put your shit together, folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the other point I want to make, beliefs are the same as 
they're not the same as traditions, but some traditions may not fit anymore no. as well, you know? No. And so <clears throat> making your family special, like, cause when you come into any kind of relationship, you're, you're bringing traditions and beliefs from two different places right. and you're coinciding in one. So it's great to take some of those that work and make sense and serve you. Yeah. And then it's great to make your own. Right. And with it's called advancement folks. <laughs> right. Well, with traditions, the, the thing that I, I love, I have a little podcast. It's like little and just starting, but it's called your legacy stories. And it's people talking about their legacy stories, making an impact in the world, and then their traditions that they carry down mm -hmm. and they're special. And some of them are like one of ours that I love and I hope we never break it is on Christmas day, we always get new pajamas and we stay in our pajamas from morning till night. We eat our Christmas dinner, <laughs> fancy plates and everything in our pajamas. And <laughs> My it's, kids would love it's, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a day where, because our most of our family's in Canada and they come down in the spring. So we don't celebrate Christmas together. Of course, we do the phone call or Zoom or whatever, but that's kind of our immediate family coming together and we play games and I pre-cook and everything is set. So it's a relaxation family day. And I yes. love that. And yes. so when I interview people, I always ask a few legacy mm. questions at the end. And I love hearing people's traditions because I can learn from theirs and bring it into our family. And um, one one that I just recently heard was they do a cooking, um, what did they call it? They will label a few different ingredients like um, pe uh, peaches, ham, and asparagus. And they break up into family groups and everyone has to use those ingredients and they sit down and they try everyone's. I'm like, yeah. that is so much fun. Peaches on ham cooked is delicious. Yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we've got so much to talk about in, in this next show we're going to do on, you know, on the platform that you've got going, which is really sharing those traditions and having people, you know, um, and there's so much more to talk about here. Um, but I have to go today. So what we have to do is wrap this up. And I know that you have a site that's under construction. Um, yes. But you also have uh, right now the Facebook Gift of Legacy. Yes. And yes. you have a Facebook group, Create Your Legacy Life. Yes, that's a fun one. If you are thinking about authorship or you want little tips on how to leave your legacy, that's a fun group to join. Great. Instagram Gift of Legacy. Links, uh, LinkedIn is your name, Natalie McQueen, M-C-Q-U-E-E-N. Twitter, Gifts of Legacy. And your site will be giftsoflegacy.us coming out soon. Yes. Yeah, I'm just finishing publishing a whole new line of journals. So we're getting everything loaded up and, and it'll be hopefully within a month, it'll be up and running. Great. And it will be here on her show page, folks. So, and also um, you've got gifts of legacy at gmail.com. So people can reach out to you there as well. Um, and uh, where do people find your books? On Amazon is the best. Um, when the 
website is back up, then you'll be able to get them right off the website. But for right now, going to amazon.com and looking up um, Natalie McQueen or Gifts of Legacy, the ultimate blueprint for generations to enjoy. You should Great. be able to find it there. Wonderful. I think you have the link for that as well. Right. And, you know, folks, it's there's so much food for thought here, and it's a good conversation to have with the family. And I think, you know, everybody's got a milestone. I've got my 70th next year, which the kids, I've got son-in-law and son turning 40 and me turning 70, so they want to, we're all going to go away somewhere. I kind of do, although oh, we're at different months so of the year, but kind of as a celebration. And I think that, you know, kind of, whether you do it as a book or whether you do it as a video thing, you know, I think it's it's a great thing to do for each other. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, my son-in-law started documenting my grandson's life and the second grandson, I said, are you doing the same? He said, no. I said, get doing it. <laughs> get doing it. It's forgotten so easily. You know? So yeah. get doing it. Um, because we want to know our story. We want to know your story. We want to know a family story. And it's so really, really important that we do know those stories because those stories are really kind of make sense of out of who we are and very often understanding of our own story, which is really important. So leave a legacy. There's so many different ways you can do it. And if you need help in doing it, she's right there. You can audio it, you can pen it. If you don't know the structure of it, she's got the workshop for it. She's got everything for you. So just reach out to her, giftsoflegacy at gmail.com. Is that right? Yes. And yep. uh, and just start asking the questions because this is a great gift to give yourself and to others. Thank you so much for being here, Natalie. It's been fantastic. And I look forward to the next one we're going to do together. Thank you so much. Remember, folks, you are a gift. So leave your legacy. Everything that you've done becomes a beautiful blueprint for somebody else that's on their journey now. And it warms our hearts and it gives us understanding. And it's just something beautiful of history to be left behind. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.